Merry Christmas. If you find a Christmas season after Christmas Day a stretch, or including a day for a martyr as a feast day confusing, then today is gonna be a doozy. Because today, on the fourth day of Christmas, the church has historically celebrated the Feast of the Holy Innocents. Today is a commemoration of the children's lives lost at the hands of King Herod in Nazareth. The story is found in Matthew chapter two. When the wise men visited King Herod, he developed a plan to find out where the baby, who was king of the Jews, was to be born so he could do away with this threat to his power. When he discovered the wise men outwitted him and he couldn't find the baby, he hatched up a plan to kill all the male children under the age of two in Bethlehem and the surrounding area. Matthew then quotes a prophecy being fulfilled out of Jeremiah 31. It says this, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. While this is a feast day, we cannot overlook the tremendous sadness of this occasion. Innocent lives were taken because a madman was afraid of losing a sliver of control in his life. A town's infants were killed, taking all the joy of the previous two years of birth right out of that small village. We can only think to our day about the tremendous acts of violence that affect the lives of innocents. Whether it's famine brought on by war-hungry leaders, or the loss of innocent lives through elective abortions in our country. The lives of innocents lost in Bethlehem was likely by the dozens. In our country, there's been at least 63 million babies' lives lost to, due to abortion in the last 50 years. Innocent children lost. How is this a day of feasting? Because the gospel redeems the darkness of the world. The incarnation is Jesus, the light of the world, coming into the darkness. John 1.5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And Jeremiah's prophecy doesn't stop at the refusal for comfort. He continues with this. Thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children shall come back to their own country. Even in the midst of tremendous tragedy, God has a plan. There is hope. We can celebrate knowing that what man meant for evil, God turns into good. That those innocent lives are, by God's grace, with their Savior. That their story is so intertwined with the fulfillment of prophecies in the life of Jesus, that somehow, in some miraculous way, 
we can now rejoice and that these innocent lives point us to the one who was in that cradle on Christmas morning, the God-man who came to live a perfectly innocent life and die in our place for our sins. The loss of the ultimate innocent one brings redemption for all who believe. So we don't celebrate like they did in history by hitting children with sticks. We celebrate by remembering why Jesus came, to offer himself as the innocent one for us who are guilty. And as a result of this and the resurrection, all the evil and vile in the world will one day be redeemed in the new heaven and new earth. I don't know what innocence has been lost in your life. I don't know the pain and suffering that the evil of this world has brought. But this is the hope of the gospel, that he who knew no sin, he who became sin on our behalf, defeated sin on the cross, and in his resurrection brings about a new order of life that we get to enjoy here and now. And when he returns, all our hopes will be fulfilled, all the brokenness will be done away with, and we will understand how all that is wrong with the world has been redeemed. So brothers and sisters, rejoice that we serve a God who redeems all.